Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. This is the host, Kyle Market, and today we have Eric Weedo on the show. Eric Weedo is the founder of a private equity firm called Financial Freedom Investing. Prior to real estate, Eric spent a significant amount of time in the financial sector with the Hartford, Scott Trade, and Ameriprise. He has an MBA from Hamline University in St. Paul, Minnesota, and a bachelor's degree in business, marketing, and management at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hey, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Glad to, glad to be here. Yeah, of course. So I know you pretty well. You've been a student of mine for a little bit now, um, but I want to. I want you to share with the listeners kind of your story, where you're at now, and how you got to where you are. You know, I come like from the financial background, like you mentioned, uh, especially in the beginning of my career. I think it really all stemmed back from just my parents. Uh, they were two very hardworking baby boomers, uh, both putting in like sixty hours per week. Both were in the retail industry. Um, unfortunately for them, they just kind of lacked the knowledge and understanding on where to invest and grow their money and grow their wealth. So, uh, I think, um, you know, that was just a starting point for me because I know that they aren't the only ones that didn't know how to really create financial freedom for themselves. And honestly, my mother's still working and she's approaching 65. They just got hit by the stock market a few times. They didn't know any other vehicles other than the stock market and their 401ks to invest. I knew I was going to go into business. And then I started down the financial path um, and I had internships both at Ameriprise and Scott Trade. And then my first job out of college was with, was with the Hartford Working, working in their mutual fund department. And it was honestly like the most boring job you can imagine. Just incredibly boring. Was not enjoying it one bit. Uh, just crunching numbers all day and trying to help people grow their, you know, accounts three to 5% annually is, is no fun. So uh, I realized that wasn't for me and went down the sales path and have been doing that for um, quite a while now and have been enjoying it immensely. And I've been in the real estate world for you know, about seven years now and have been enjoying it. Created a ton of new relationships that have, been, uh, that have led me to the point of starting my own private equity firm. That's awesome, man. So we did touch a little bit on how you used to work in the financial sector quite a bit, and you briefly touched on how boring it was and how you're not really growing <laughs> the accounts too much. But why real estate? Why did you make that transition other than those two points? Or is it really just a lot of those two points? You're on the right path here. Um, I really, for the most part, I realized, you know, uh, through, through my education and just uh, learning from various different types of sources and others, uh, you know, over the last 15 years, the average stock market return has been about 7%, which seems like a decent number. But honestly, when you dig into it, it it's, it's not even 7% because of market volatility and the various fees that can occur, uh, taxes, inflation. You know, most people only take home 2 to 5% on their average returns, uh, which is just not anywhere near what people need to become financially free or even create a generous amount of wealth. So uh, through various education tactics, I've, I've realized that the better option for me uh, in that I want to pass on to others is investing in uh, different types of syndications, which is what I do. I build relationships with uh, various operators and uh, help educate and teach others the value of 
investing in multifamily or self-storage and soon to be in industrial type uh, real estate syndications. And, you know, the differences are immense. The amount of security you have with the real estate, which is a physical asset that has stood the test of time. Um, the ability to invest in, we only invest in opportunities that have a 15 plus annual return, um, 15% plus, and then you can have passive inc income and cash flow, which we pay out usually quarterly. Um, and you also get immense tax benefits through depreciation. Uh, and we're able to combat inflation by raising rents. Those are just some of the uh, ongoing you know, benefits of investing in real estate syndications. Yeah, those are definitely huge benefits. 15% annual return instead of three to or two to five. And then you also have all the tax benefits that you're saving. Um, so real estate seems like a no brainer. But you did mention right. one thing, which is that you've been networking quite a bit with operators. So do you have any tips on getting started? Because someone like you, who's who's relatively new to the syndication space, you've done such a great job of networking, you have a tremendous network so quickly. So do you have any special tips on how to do those kinds of things? I think everybody thinks that networking uh, is a Traditionally, the uh, you have to meet someone in person and shake hands at like a meetup or a conference or something of that nature. And that's just not really the case, obviously, anymore, especially with the whole pandemic. So uh, my LinkedIn connections is now up to like 18,000 plus. Uh, and that's just been part of what I do for real estate. Uh, really, it's just networking with a purpose, finding the people that you really want to connect to and reaching out to them. I use LinkedIn a substantial amount. I also use Facebook Messenger, but I'm just a huge, a huge fan of like personal development and uh, learning from others. Actually, recently, a couple of years ago, I joined a mentorship group called M1. And that's run by uh, Rock Thomas, who's a mentee of Tony Robbins. I'll just give them some shout outs real quick, I guess. But what it is, is it's a tribe of in-group of people who are seeking uh, um, that first time millionaire status. Uh, and I just noticed by being in this group, just being around uh, similarly, similarly minded people who have immense positivity is super powerful. And I would recommend people join that type of group or at least surround themselves with those type of people as much as they can. So how do you overcome that fear of actually reaching out though? Cause you've joined some awesome groups. You have a huge sure. LinkedIn network base and it is super important to network online. And you obviously understand that uh, more than most people. So how do you actually overcome that fear though? And, and click send on those messages. Yeah, yeah, it's about training that muscle. And the more you do it, the more you're able to overcome that, that fear. I look at, I try to use acronyms whenever possible. Uh, and one that I use for fear is face everything and rise. You know, if I keep telling myself that, it's so much easier to just tackle it head on and overcome that, that voice in your head that can pop up every once in a while. Uh, and I know people have various fears, whether it's like public speaking or reaching out to someone on LinkedIn or asking a girl out or becoming an entrepreneur. I mean, there's just an immense amount of things that, you know, come up in our inner, you know, voice in our head. We'll just say, hey, don't do that. Or, hey, you want to stay comfortable because safety in our nature is where we like to be, right? We want to be safe, but 
if we choose love over fear and just loving the, uh, the challenge and the uh, after feeling of completing a task or a challenge that we see uh, and overcoming that fear is immensely um, more powerful than anything that you would do uh, to keep safe in your safe zone. So that's the way that I've looked at it. And that's the way that it really works well for me. Yeah, I totally agree. And loving the feeling afterwards. I mean, the best moments in life are often when you do overcome fear. That's something I've noticed. I'm sure that's something that you've noticed as well. So as far as once yeah. you've overcome that fear, there does become a process of like continual education. And from my relationship with you so far, I've, I've noticed that you're always seeking education. So I guess one thing would be, how are you working on your continual education right now? What weaknesses are you working on? And what tips do you have for people to continually educate themselves as well? Uh, you know, with me, uh, I, I look at a various different types of aspects to continue educating. And uh, um, one of them is just reading. I read a book like every two or three weeks on various topics that I'm looking to um, increase my knowledge and understanding of. Uh, I also follow a lot of thought leaders in the real estate investing space, among other spaces. I listen to some podcasts quite often. You know, I'm on LinkedIn connecting with the various new people. I like to actively network with like two to three new people per week. That's like a common weekly goal for me. So just constantly learning from, you know, the various types of materials that are put out there, educational materials, and just from others. Uh, connecting with people is so easy these days. So it just takes, you know, networking with purpose, which I talked about before. And that's what I, I really have found to um, take me to this new level that I've reached here recently uh, is just a lot of the, uh, the network that I put together. So, yeah, is there anything that you're currently working on within this continual education uh, that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, most recently, I've been learning about um, how to use virtual assistants. Uh, and I'm reading The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss right now. And also, I've been you know, learning a little bit from yourself and, uh, and Neil Bawa, uh, just to name a few. But, you know, VAs were like unheard of a couple of year, years ago. And now you can utilize Upwork, among other resources, to free up your time and get systems in place. Uh, so you don't have to be working those 60-hour work weeks or, you know, even 40. You get these systems and people in place to really free up your time so you can do the things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, that's amazing. And it really helps with your scale as well. And, and from my personal experience with VAs, I've realized that they're actually better than me at a lot of the tasks that I used to do myself. <laughs> so not only am I freeing up time, but I'm getting higher quality performance. Like if you go and look at my social media right now, my Instagram, the last probably 10 to 15 posts are marketedly better than the ones prior. And you can tell that's when I hired people to do it for me. And they're you know, much cheaper than American employees and they do an amazing job. And if you get a scaffolding around them, that's an organized system that helps them to move forward, then you can scale your business really, really fast. Um, and you don't yeah. even need to have an office space. You don't need American employees. You don't need all the craziness. You just use a great platform called Upwork and you're, you're typically off to the races there. So what is one thing in real estate that you really struggled to learn when you just first got started? If there was one little thing in real estate that you could just download immediately into people's heads, what would that be? You know, no one's going to do the work for you. You're not going to get handouts. It's, it's about taking the initiative. Uh, so start networking, start learning. There's so many ways to learn these days, whether it's podcasts or joining a, a group or hiring a coach like yourself. The, uh, the opportunities are, are never ending. So uh, start learning and networking with purpose. 
Yeah, just get started. Just jump off the cliff. You're never going to be ready That's the right. longer you wait. All you've done is just waited longer. You're still going to feel just as fearful and uneasy no matter how long you wait. It's always really hard to jump off, so you might as well do it today. You did mention something about coaching, and I will take this opportunity to do like a slight shameless plug here, but the one thing that yeah. you do very well that I've noticed is you invest in yourself, not just with me and my coaching, but also with M1 and various other things. So what is the power of investing in yourself financially? Why is it so important to do that? Yeah, I think um, we all have things that we can work on consistently, whether they're, for me, I mean, just looking at, you know, the past few years, I didn't really have a budget in place. I always knew kind of where I was spending my money, but I never really had a tight budget. And since joining M1 and learning more about fundamentals and just uh, to become wealthy and financially free, you know, I now have a budget in place that I practice pretty religiously and uh, it doesn't like restrict me from doing the things that I want to do, but it just, it assures me that I know where I'm putting my money and where I want to get to is according to my goals. I usually set quarterly goals just because I feel like 90 days is a good amount to um, have a goal in place and then I reverse engineer it. You know, another thing that I always do is just level up. I wanted to level up my peer group so I continue to do that as I've done in the past few years. Yeah, and sometimes leveling up is is really necessary to just take that leap and, and invest in yourself. And there is such an amazing thing that happens when you do take that leap. The universe, number one, rewards you. And I think, honestly, it's just because you start to see yourself as something of value in which to be invested in. And I think that mindset shift in itself is a really big shift. But also, it does give you access to people who are on the level that you want to be at so that you can actually start to ask them questions of, hey, can I just do what you did? Because you got where I wanted to go. And I know that if I do what you did, that I'll do the same thing, right? So. That is another just absolute way to skyrocket your success. So the last question that I ask pretty much every guest on the show is what's one piece of advice that you would give to a 20 something who is starting in real estate or business? I would, uh, the, the one piece of advice I would give is, you know, find and follow those experts in the industry that you want to get into and learn from them. There is no reason that um, whatever, what any per successful person is doing can't be replicated and really even improved. It just takes time and knowledge and confidence. You know, moving on that, I think your, your network, your network is truly your net worth. So build it, cherish it and foster those relationships. Because if you do that, you will see the um, uh, improvements and advantages in your life. Experts and networking, big, big tips for sure. So last thing is where can people reach you online if they want to get in contact with you? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I can also be reached via Facebook and my website is financialfreedominvesting.com. That's my private equity firm. And there's an ebook on that website that, you know, happy to provide anyone who's looking to learn more about, um, you know, passive investing in various syndications. Amazing. And yeah, all those links will be below in the show notes if you guys are interested in checking them out. So thanks so much for, for coming on the show, Eric. You've been an awesome, awesome guest. I appreciate it, Kyle. Always a pleasure.